It's time for Q&A in the Kitchen, podcast edition. It's a show where tattoo artists and body piercers answer a specific question at length about body art. So, let's stick around for the current episode. This is episode number 19, Tattoo Styles. What are they? What are tattoo styles? What are the different styles? And maybe I should explain this to people that are new to tattooing. Just like any art form, like if you're painting, there's abstract, there is uh, romantic, there's uh, impressionism, etc. With tattooing, there's various different styles, and part of it's technique and method, but part of it's a lot more. So why don't you guys yeah. take one each or something? Um, and we'll put up examples a, of the photos. It's a big question, I think, for sure. Yeah. And it's ever evolving, so what we say today isn't going to necessarily be, be it's it. not going to be 100% all of the answer in a couple of years we'll have most of it covered because there will be new styles out there eventually soon just like but painting there's always evolving things but well I, I think the question would be not so much like what are all the styles but maybe like some of the main styles and how some artists just don't do them some artists um, only specialize in certain ones some are more rounded and what ways that you might be able to uh, recognize those styles in the art so then you can recognize that style in the artist mm-hmm. and it might make it easier for you to you know get exactly what you're wanting yeah. and learning the terminology of those different styles a lot of times when I'm talking to a client and they'll show me a bunch of pictures and there might be three or four different styles of tattoos in there mm-hmm. so I'll have to ask them now what do you like about this picture are you liking the line weight do you yeah. like the the contrast in it or yeah. you know what is it about it that you like because they're they're a lot times they're not seeing yeah. that they're seeing what's in the tattoo they're not really seeing what went into how it happened so many different styles of yeah. even just the shadings there's the super soft shading versus your your stippling your pointillisms and things like that mm-hmm. um, and just just heavy line weights and and things like that and exactly get the same thing is that yeah. a lot of clients will sit down and show me two or three pieces and then like all right same thing what it, what is it you like about these pieces and yeah as is, is it the style or those or the particular theme of them and things mm-hmm. like that. I think one thing uh, that people need to pay attention to, because people will say, well, do you do this style? Like, do you do 3D? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, all 3D is is a shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, just, it's just, you know, it's not like, yeah, I've got a 3D machine that can do that. Or, you know, um, I think what people probably need to or clients need to do is look at the person's body of work. Mm-hmm. You know, if if overall the tattoos look like tattoos you like, that's probably a good start. But if you're looking at these tattoos and you really don't see anything that looks anywhere near what you're feeling, well, that's probably not a good place to start. Um, some artists, especially now I'm noticing, they're getting more pigeonholed or they're pigeonholing themselves. They're like, mm-hmm. I want to be the guy who does eyeballs with just red and dots. Mm-hmm. That's the guy I want to be. And every time somebody sees an eye made with red dots, they'll know it's me. Mm-hmm. And so they spend their life convincing people that they want an eyeball made out of red dots. And there, sometimes there's enough people that think that's dumb or squirrely enough. They want to get in on it. They got a little spot. Okay, you can do one. Look, I got one of those eyeballs that are made out of red dots. Oh, wow, neat. That's mm-hmm. fucking great. And that's, and that's what makes that artist 
complete. Like, I've made it. I'm the guy that does eyeballs with red dots. Oh my God, I've got a page on the internet. And other people get into it because they love to tattoo. They want to be able to do any, almost any, anything they possibly can. They want to be able to do light, uh, uh, fine line tattoos. They want to do bold tattoos. They want to do old school. They want to do new school. They want to do neo-traditional. They want to do black and gray. They want to do photorealistic. They want to do it all because they just love doing it. And when they see something done on the skin, they want to go, man, I want to be able to do that. That's amazing. Um, so those people more often are going to be more excited about your weird or quirky or unusual or maybe odd idea because they're into it all. They like okay. to they like to do it because they just love what they do. Then there's the other guys that they do it because they want to be this guy. Mm -hmm. They want to be that dude. They want to be this famous thing or this guy that invented the Volkswagen. Well, that's great. You know, that's fucking awesome. But only go to that guy if you want the Volkswagen. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, and you can look at someone's art a lot of times on their their Pinterest or portfolios, whatever, and even and, uh, um, and they're going to show you what they like to do. You know, um, a lot of times that doesn't mean that they can't do other stuff, but that's kind of like what they really like to do. Mm -hmm. um, and other times you look at someone's portfolio and it is, you know, the same traditional flashy, you know, over and over and over again. So being aware that there are some artists that really are kind of set in this. No, this is this is my niche right here. This is this all that stuff is stupid. It's a waste of time. It looks dumb. I have no interest in doing that on anyone because every time I see it on someone, I don't like it, and I ain't doing it. Then there's a the guy that won't do it all because yeah. that's what he loves. So you know, look for that. First of all, look I think for the work. You know, is that does it have the look on the skin you like? Is it, is it heavy enough? Is it packed enough? Is it packed too much? Or can you, you know, because everybody's like, still have those people that be like, I don't want to see any skin when we're done. Mm -hmm. I don't want you skipping yeah. anything on me, pal. <laughs> I want my arm, I want a sleeve, and I don't want any of this stupid skin showing. And other people be like, yeah, you know, I don't want it super packed in. I kind of want to see some skin flowing through, and I want to, you know, I don't want it look like, you know, I'm just like way down with mm -hmm. this ink. So look at the person that's doing the tattoos, tattoos, and see if overall that kind of feel works for you. And then look at the stuff that's appealing to you. Is it kind of that fine line stuff that looks a little lighter on the skin? Looks like more kind of, you know, it was kind of born there? Or does it look like, you know, something was fucking iron onto the guy and that's what really appeals to you? And then look at the work. Um, if you, you know, 3D isn't just something that, it's not a style, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. There's, there's, there's. I think why it's jumping out to a lot of people because one, photo manipulation on the internet is able to make your tattoos look so saturated mm -hmm. and so dynamic yep. that it's really making those three D styles really, really pop. Mm -hmm. And uh, so people are like, "Whoa, that's amazing!" Well, yeah, it is amazing. You know what? You know what else is amazing? Amazing movies with CGI. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's fucking amazing. But you're not going to run around town and find a Godzilla. It's just not going to happen. Right? You know? Fuck. Yes, it does look. Yes, not yep. though. So you kind of get that same era. Plus, you've got people pushing the boundaries. And That's just, a good way. And, it, yeah, yeah, and not even listening to what you know the world says can't be done. They're just going to fucking do it. Yep. And if they can get it even close and then manipulate a little bit with a fucking photo to say, "Look what I did," then they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do a lot with contrast and shadow and everything else in Photoshop and get something that is flat as. A pancake simply look dramatic and outgoing. Absolutely. And on top of that, a lot of your cell phones, uh, one button, the, the iPad, it does it too. Comes with 
several filters that I make my tattoos look way better than they need to, mm. and I refuse to use them because I'm like, man, that just doesn't even make me feel comfortable about it. Yeah, it's this. So I'm like, man, it changes it. Takes this, it takes away. There's this boundary where, well, if you just put a naked photo up, which I do a lot, every now and then on a black and gray or something or something that. I'm not hiding necessarily. Just kind of makes a photo look cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll do that, but most of the time I post naked pictures, and it's kind of a two a double edged sword. It's like, well, this tattoo, in my opinion, is just as nice as this tattoo, but at first glance, from an untrained eye, you're going to like that other tattoo because the photo is mm-hmm. cleaned up, and it yep. just takes you know, just softens those little bit of rough edges. But to me. I want people to have an honest representation of my work, so when they yeah. come in, they don't go, well, that doesn't look like your work. Right. Oh, that doesn't look like it at all. Look at the picture on the internet. That looks yep. fucking dope. That doesn't look... So... It's the yeah. fine dining perception. Well, yep. The idea that you can... It, the presentation of right. what's presented... The make, McDonald's menu versus the yeah, burger. <laughs> you can make, yeah. you know, soy burgers with uh, um, American cheese slices on it with uh, canned gravy. It tastes fantastic. Because you're getting such great service, and there's a white tablecloth. It's all yeah. illusion, right? It's, it's the it's kind of like going to the airport. It's all about the theater of security than the actual security. Right. It's the idea that oh, everybody's getting searched, everybody's feet are getting checked. Mm-hmm. That doesn't do anything, but it, help you it there, makes yeah. people think they're safer. Right. Um, so why don't we go through some of the basic styles? Of course, there's fine line. Right, um, which was big, pop, really popular in like the early '80s, late '70s, early '80s, through the '80s, really big. That's when you had a lot of your wizards and, and dragons and castles and uh, gosh, just all those old school. A lot of the bikery stuff back. Yeah. Then, you know, it was all fine line, fine line. That, that's using just one single needle for the line. And that's like um, probably a lot of it would be dates back. We talked about this as recently as back to Heavy Metal magazine and some of the artists right. and stuff exactly. in there. Like Boris Vallejo and all those guys, the real um, hyper but photorealistic light line, not as illustrated looking, more, you know, that that realistic style mm-hmm. was huge, not only in tattooing, but art. And, of course, yeah. tattoos reflect art, and now art reflecting tattoos. Oil and airbrushing, I think, is what he did a lot of. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which kind of goes back to pen art, or pinup art, which was done basically in the yeah. same way. Right. Um, and then, of course, we get into black and gray, mm-hmm. which is more of a... More of a pencil drawing, I've always kind of explained it. Yeah, well, it can be. See, that's the thing. Um, black and gray, you can do an old school tattoo black and gray. And you can line it with a 14 round, and you can shine it, shade it with the same ink you just fucking, mm-hmm. you just lined it with. That's black and gray. Yeah. Or you could do, you know, you could redo The Last Supper across someone's back, you know, only using a bug pin seven rounded mag the entire time, getting every eyelash and every glint and every eyeball and every stitch and every napkin. That's black and gray. Mm-hmm. So you could do a fine line black and gray piece, or you could do an old school uh, black and gray piece, or you know something like that. Uh, so I would say black and gray is more of a type, not a style. Yep. Yeah. It just yeah. Right? Pick whatever whatever your style is and decide. Like if you want to be color and black and gray are kind of your two parents, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. And then you've got all these color styles, and then you've got all these black and gray styles. Exactly. Um, yep. So yeah, but like old school, typically done with a seven, uh, at very least a five, but like an eight round or something like that. Um, very bold lines, something that's gonna, those lines are gonna be there and a little bigger yep. when you die. 
Um, and usually calls back to more of the cartoony, old school flash 50s, Americana, 40s. Yeah. sailor yeah. tattoo it's imagery. Stuff you saw on your great grandpa, probably if you're old like me, maybe your grandpa. Um, but uh, yeah, stuff like that. The real rudimentary, simple. They had four colors, I think. Um, and they were just very basic. And some people really love that style and they still stick to it. They kind of stick to that those roots of tattooing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's still really popular, but it kind of comes and goes. Yeah. And then, uh, I guess, new school. Yeah. We kind of talked about old. Yeah. Which is generally kind of almost a graffiti style tattoo. That became big uh, mid 90s into the early 2000s. 2000s, was huge. And it would be a lot of times taking a regular image uh, and just twisting it up. You know, putting kind of a street art or kind of a exaggerated exactly feel to that. it. When I was, that was about when I started coming into tattooing, was early 2000s. Mm -hmm. and what I can tell from the old school, from the new school, the way it was for me was just a lot of those traditional ideas taken and, and warped. Yep. Yeah. And and your shading got a little heavier gradients or better gradients because color started getting bigger and better. Yep. Saturation and then, started getting a little bit yep, heavier. Exactly. But it was a lot of your same traditional ideas just made into a, a newer, funner flash style. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. how the older ideas were. So, and because of the technology it expanded, as we talked about with Sherry in, in our last couple episodes, if you haven't watched them yet, watch those Sherry episodes. There's, there's three of them. Um, the inks improved, so you got brighter right. colors, the colors yeah. that last. You were able to longer. do it on the skin, yes. and, and the technology improved a little bit in the needles too. So you're not damaging the skin as much. Yep. Your pigments are better, so you're not damaging the skin as much because you're not going to poke as many holes as much to get the pigment in there. So you're able to do more in the skin. Yep. So yeah, so that, you can get those bright oranges and pinks and greens, and you can go back in. Like you can go in and you can blast in a beautiful saturated, say, orange. Um, in the skin, and now you can you can say go to a, a yellow and go right back over that orange or the edge of that orange and saturate just as hard and mm -hmm. as good as you did the first time, and that fucker is still hung under a week. Mm -hmm. Where before, to get that good saturation with the uh, older coil machines and the older like stay glow to, uh, pigments, you'd have to. You'd be lucky to get that nice and good mm -hmm. saturation of that orange period, but then to come back and onto that edge into that orange and push something else, yeah. Yep. So yeah, it really made it a lot harder to do as much as we yeah. can now. So I think yeah. So you know the better that that's made these some of these possible uh, these yeah. styles even possible right. because of that. I think, but um, yeah. And they, and, they, and and somebody actually going out and doing it. Yeah, saying, yeah, like hey, I said, hey, yeah, you can do this. It will last, mm -hmm. you know, because there was a lot of like. I remember when I was first getting tattooed by Sherry, and every time anybody saw it, like that was in the know. Go, oh, that's single needle stuff. It won't last. Right. It's gonna look like crap in six months. Blah blah blah, or it's gonna fall out. Yeah. And yeah, there's been some blurring because I tend to hang my arm out the window when I'm driving. But for the most part, you know, they're 20 years old, mm -hmm. and they're still busy. You still, still know what they're what they are. They could probably use a little work here and there. But for the and one argument I heard a long time ago from I think Jack Rudy or one of the fine line guys, he was like, you know, you can always make a thin line thicker, yeah. but you can't make a thick line thin. No. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's that. Uh, whether that's you know, to remember. And, and, yeah, so. and kind of going into the process, it's it's kind of like if you took a paintbrush and it's got that's this wide yeah. and tried to draw something, mm -hmm. which would be like an eight round. Right. And then if you take a single needle, it'd be like taking a little fine, like what you would use for watercolors or so forth. Yeah, yeah. In trying to, in drawing with that, so you can get more detail into smaller spaces. Yep. And depending on the style you're doing, 
that might be a consideration or not. Like if you're doing old school, well, I don't need that little tiny thing. It takes me ten times as long. Yeah. I need to, you know, I need it there. I'm not going to go in and do that. Last year, yeah. I'm going to do a fucking line for the top. You know, I'm going to do a for the eye, yeah. all the other stuff. So yeah, having all these different options for needles and machines, and now that the the, the needles are made by either a machine or a 14 year old Korean girl strapped <laughs> to a chair, whatever, oh. they're usually really good and consistent, and uh, and that helps a lot too. But then yeah, that goes into neo traditional, yeah, which is cool. is is taking traditional and and kind of a, a new school uh, element and more making them occupy the same space at the same time. It's not so much taking elements and kind of combining them. It's keeping those elements and kind of putting them almost in the same tattoo at the same time. Right. You know, and there's, there's gray area there. Some people might look at something as neo-traditional that someone might look at as, you know, slightly something different. But in the way I see it, yeah, if there's a line drawn there, it's it's kind of staying true to those two styles, but finding a way that they're working together in the same tattoo, more than just kind of twisting it and making it look like it was spray painted on the wall with yeah. a spray, spray can. Right. But um, as far as styles, like, do you guys do 3D or whatever <laughs> like that? Don't ask that. If, if they're a well-rounded artist. If a tattoo artist can't do that, they're they shouldn't they sh- they're still an apprentice mm. I mean it's it's a sh- it's shadowing it, 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 okay look at got, their portfolio yeah see if they've look. got some examples of it yep and, and, or if there are anything close to examples of it right then, yeah and, and you know I think maybe partially is some you know like me well I don't look at that as like wow look I did a shadow under that man people gotta right. see it it's like mm, yeah I mean I did that it's not gonna but gonna, if you can focus on it see if he's got yeah. the skills that you think he could do it right yeah. it became really popular it seemed like when I can't remember which artist it was was doing all those Frank like universal monster tattoos mm-hmm. like the Frankensteins and mm-hmm. I can't even say it um, another style that mm-hmm. of course is predominant is tribal yeah it has yeah it, yeah it comes back and it's still kind of there but not like it was that was real big when tradition or when uh when new school was coming in um yeah tribal was everywhere um and you really don't do tribal per se hardly at all anymore i think i've done one tribal piece last year. we've been doing some more tribal cover-ups here recently actually yeah. big ones. covering up the tribal which is a tough tough thing to do in itself and probably it can be another, another episode it, for another day yeah I think it has moved more into from being a foreground tattoo into more of a background mm. filler to a degree if anything I think the tribal has moved more into the Polynesian style tribal I think the Just same the same type of person that would like tribal likes the Polynesian tribal it's it's more of a pattern. It's more of pinstriping or a flame job on your car, more than a, a picture of Yosemite and your family standing there. You know, it's it's more of a decoration and kind of a flow with the body, something to wear than to something uh, to um, hold dear. Right. You know? remember. Yeah, it's more of a yeah, it's more of you know getting new fenders on your car, or putting new rims on rather than you know, you know than than, than doing an upgrade. You know, inside the engine, and no one sees kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a couple, kind of a, a couple of styles that are popular that kind of fall during that. They're Frankenstein's, which is like photorealistic or realistic right. tattooing, which is portraits and even uh, I've I've seen increasingly animals done in that direction. Yeah, wildlife, etc. And uh, you know, uh, the the solid black tattoos or mm. black style. Um, of course, the fine line comes from like the Japanese tradition, 
wouldn't you say? Um, fine line. Or would you say the Japanese is a whole thing? No, I think Japanese would probably be its whole a whole genre unto itself. Japanese traditional tattooing is kind of its own thing. I mean, uh, using using needle strap to a bamboo pole, you can only get so detailed. <laughs> so detailed. Yeah. So they they would work big, big, big. You know, they they the Western idea was to get these little memento tattoos. The Japanese idea was you're going to be fucking tattooed. Right. So, yeah, they didn't do a lot of small, tiny stuff. It was, you know, you were either getting a body part or your torso, you know, you were getting covered. Um, so I, I, I definitely classify that into its own oh, thing. Yeah. And there are artists, you know, American artists, that they, that's what they specialize in. They just concentrate on trying to reproduce or make their own niche out of that style um, because it is kind of its own weird... Samurai's it's got a, it's, it's got a very un, well even just the way it's done traditionally the way they leave a gap uh, between their um, colored pigment and their lines you know the uh, the way they shade things color things um, they do it almost in a way like if it was done in any other art form you go that looks dumb mm -hmm. but it's would you say it's like screen printing beautiful. because that's also mm. another Japanese yeah. thing yeah now that you've mentioned the separation of color I, mm. and I never really thought about that effect yeah it does kind of have almost a screen printed kind of feel to it yeah that's not a bad yeah I guess I never really yeah. drew that comparison either but yeah in a way it's very uh, I don't want to say illustrated but it's just a very black and white you know the main um, uh, subject matter is now that doesn't mean their backgrounds can't be beautiful washed out black and gray things yeah. uh, but traditionally it was a lot of heavy heavy black heavy heavy lines not a lot of um, mm -hmm. not a whole lot of gradations and stuff it was just slamming in and go but in a definite use of negative space to show mm -hmm. flow of the body yeah. that oh yeah I think western tattooing has gained a lot by studying Oh yeah, and it's moving way that <coughs> that way now. You're seeing a lot more artists looking at the overall body as the canvas rather than that spot, yep. which is really neat. Um, it's way neater when you're looking at the person naked standing there presenting their tattoo because um, you get to appreciate it as an overall piece. Mm -hmm. um, you get the it can be fun because you'll only get parts of it here and there. Yeah. But that but some of these pieces, man, parts of it could mean that from there. To there is solid black, you know, because yeah. that's the eyeball of the skull and the nose is down here, you yeah. know, um, which is really kind of neat. But man, you're only going to appreciate that from time to time, you know. Yep. <laughs> which brings in that site, I guess I consider it a style now where you do this black shadow with the negative space being the actual design. Yeah, and that's more, you know, that's more kind of technique than a, a style. That's kind of a yeah, I'd say that's more of a technique you could use in a tattoo because you could you could use that and those negatives in any style of tattoo. It could be a traditional or anything, and you could do negatives in there. And it seems like it's now these huge pieces. It right. Used to be yeah, kind yeah. Of, you'd see it occasionally in smaller pieces or even an hourglass around it and give it kind of that. Uh, what are they called? Where they used to wear the lockets around their necks. Cameos. Cameos. That kind of cameo appearance. Yeah. And now it's turned into this. Well, I'm going to have a, a flower here on my on my butt, and you know, a stem going down my side, and the whole side of me is going to be covered in black. Right. Yeah. Um, well, and part of that is because the machines being able to push like a thirty fucking five yeah. mag, you know, and you can fill in a lot with a really good strong coil a, a, a rotary machine and a huge mag. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it makes these gigantic pieces that could have taken you know, you know weeks of hours of, of work. 
to, you know, they're covering full legs in a session or two, mm-hmm. two day, you know, yeah. in a two day session, they're covering entire bodies, you know, practically. So, yeah, and that's because of, uh, you know, the modernization and the tools that we're able to use. It helps us. Uh, and, and, you know, biomechanical and a lot of this, I right. think it comes down to if you have an artist that's outside of tattooing, doesn't have to be somebody in tattooing or a style, like maybe you're into comic books, maybe you're into, I don't know, uh, carnival paintings, you know, the banners. Usually most of those styles can be dictated or changed over into a tattoo mm-hmm. fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Even the pixelated effect of like old school, I saw one just recently where they basically took a panel out of a, an old Batman um, and even did it where it's pixeled out. Right. So it looks did, like did it's all the page. Fucking um, so dots. like if you're looking for a specific style, you know, of course look at tattoos, but also look outside of tattoos. Look at, you know, is there an artist you like a lot? Maybe you like Escher. Maybe you're into that really dark stuff. Maybe you like some stuff from, you know, some weird comic book that you picked up randomly. Mm-hmm. This is where these styles all came from in the yeah, first place. He's yeah. trying and, to emulate. And sometimes bringing in that piece of art from this particular artist and going, hey, I want it done like this, is going to trigger things in that yeah. whole mind meld that is right. the collaboration of tattooing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm not saying don't ask a, a, an artist, you know, hey, is, you know, it just, it always sounds weird to me, like, can you do this? <laughs> so you going to a mechanic and saying, can you fix my car? Yeah. It's what I do. What what else would you need me well, it'd be to? Like, it'd be like going to a pinstriping place in LA, East LA, and going, "Hey, can you guys do pinstriping?" Yeah, I guess you know, that's without even looking at the pen, at his work. That's or, kind of the way it sounds. Yeah. You know that whole thing where you kind of look at the sign. But you know what? Go, um, yeah, that probably comes from though a lot of the clients going to other artists and going, "Hey, you know, I want to get this." I'm like, "I don't do that." Because they're those niche artists, and there's more and more and more of that now. Because the young kids growing up seeing tattooing, that's what they're seeing. Because mm-hmm. that's what they're pushing is these niche guys that are doing all the stuff. They're like, oh, that's what I want to be. Yep. Plus, on top of that, usually when an artist refuses to do something, they're not comfortable doing it. Right. And yeah. you should never, you know, somebody. It doesn't mean you have a dumb idea all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a. Sometimes you do. Dumb idea. <laughs> Um, that just isn't going to work. But a lot of times when an artist is like, I don't feel comfortable doing that, or that's not my, I'm not the guy for you, find somebody else. It has more to do with them going, I don't know how the hell I'm going to pull that off, and I'd much rather have someone Someone who can, or not have this person get this mess that I would make of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the difference between a reputable tattoo artist and somebody that goes, oh, yeah, I've never done that before. Never mm-hmm. done brain surgery, but I, I read up on it. Uh-huh. You know, seen it on TV. It's com- yeah. comfortability with the particular techniques maybe involved with that tattoo is usually... And longevity has yeah. a lot to do with that, yeah. too. If someone's been doing it three years and it's something that's kind of wacky and out of the box, chances are they've never done it or yeah. not done it very much. So they're going to be way less likely and maybe not do as good of a job, but... They'll probably cut you a deal. <laughs> Again, so. <laughs> check, check in their portfolio. Check their portfolios and see if they have examples of yeah. what you're looking yeah. for. Do yeah, they have examples of that. Yeah, and uh, and if you are going after a certain style, maybe look around an artist that's going to match that style. If you're really not interested in the necessarily the style, you you want this image and you want it done great, and you want the artist to do it because you've seen their work in the way that they think that it's going to make that great, then, you know, let them handle it and 
you know, maybe don't get hung up so much on the style, but... Um, That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah, it's really kind of what you're after. Some people wear tattoos because they want the tattoo, some people wear the tattoo. You and me, we don't, neither one of us have one particular style. No. It's definitely, you, you get a client that sits down, you kind of, if they don't, for me personally, if they don't have a style in mind, they just have an idea of what they want. Mm -hmm. um, if they leave it up to me, I will try to do my best to pick a style that I think is going to match them that looks good because I yeah. don't have one style. I have a few different things I like to focus on and yeah. some things I want to be a little more flowery and floral and other things I recommend this should be black and gray because it'll look cool as a black and mm. gray piece. Yeah, yeah. So. And at the end of the day, it's up to the uh, the person to, mm -hmm. to choose and uh, some leave it up to us more than others and that's 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 on the client I suppose. But yeah, and I do the same thing. if. You know, if someone comes to me and says, you know, they're really stuck in a style or whatever and they want something, um, it looks good in that style, but it could look super dope in another style, mm -hmm. um, then I might say, you know, do you, do you really dig the style? Are you open to the style? Do you like just the image? Or, you know, what's really grabbing you about this? And if they're like, well, I just like, you know, this. I'm like, wow, if we if we did this, it would give us the ability to do that. Or, you know, does yeah. that sound cool? I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be great. I think that's a, a benefit of not finding one of these as you said, pigeonholed artists or yeah. artists who focus on one style primarily. Mm -hmm. Nothing against them, but you know that somebody with a little bit more versatility can mm -hmm. help make your your piece a little bit more versatile to what you're looking for. Yeah, I was lucky enough to run into a couple well-known artists years and years and years and years ago when I was first kind of in my first five years or so, and uh, that they they basically said they regretted pigeonholing themselves. They regretted being the guy and the guy. This is all they fucking do. Yeah. And once you're that guy, how do you stop being that guy? You can't put out an APB and say, hey, uh, I'm not that guy anymore, so don't ask me for those anymore. I want to do other stuff. Yeah. Too fucking bad, dude. Mm -hmm. I want one of those, and you're that guy. Mm -hmm. You want to pay it or not? Mm -hmm. I've been, so, I've been yeah. saving up for 10 years, and I tried right. halfway across the country to have that, so, that neo-tribal back piece done on me because you're the guy that invented it. Yeah, so I I've, I've fought... You know, I've been conscious of that my whole career because people come to me and say, "Oh, you're the Portugal guy, you're the black and gray guy, you're the no, no, no." I, I'll, I love doing that stuff. It's fun, but I love doing tattooing. Yeah. Period. You know, I don't like to do skulls. I don't like to do sleeves of this. I like to tattoo. Really, yeah. honestly, from the bottom of my heart, it didn't matter. If I'm tattooing, it's fine by me. So. Um, and that's what's kept it fun for me. I don't come in and do the same fucking tattoo every day, every week, every year of my life like a lot of these guys that have been doing it for a long time, and that's all they can do, really, because they're, they're that guy. So. You've been listening to Q&A in the Kitchen, podcast edition. Brought to you in part by Skin Kitchen Tattoo, the Axiom Body Piercing Studio in Death Before Decaf. If you enjoyed this, you can watch our video version on YouTube. We post them every other Sunday, and then we post the podcast edition on here. If you would like more information on Davo, Jack, or Wesley, or Skin Kitchen Tattoo, the Axiom Body Piercing Studio, or Death Before Decaf, please check out the description of this podcast. So, till next time, have a good day, and good luck with your piercings and your tattoos. And if you're in the Des Moines, Iowa area, we hope to see you for those tattooing and body piercing needs.